Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined as always by my phenomenal friend, Mr. J.W. Crewall. J.W., how's it going today? It's going pretty well, Riley. How are you? I am doing swell, man. I'm doing swell. It was a long week last week, not gonna lie, but, um, you know, I rest and relaxed, and I have Friday off, which is kind of cool. Um, that's great what are you gonna do with your fridays i feel like i can't i mean maybe i have maybe i can't remember the last like true rest day that i had but like (laughs) what are you gonna do i know that you're a big fan of you know self-care and like treating yourself so you're gonna go somewhere get some food or what's your what's your plan for friday yeah i was planning on um on getting some like pancakes from like a local place um (laughs) And they have these, like, sweet potato pancakes, which sound weird, but they're really good. Um, okay. And uh, I was going to make, like, a, a larger dinner for myself as well. Something I haven't decided what it will be yet, but it'll be good. Yeah. And, cool. um, you know, just kind of refresh, um, take, like, that extra long weekend, recenter my chakras, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that you're into? No, but oh, okay. um, you know, philosophically, I I, I'm yes, aligning yes. with that, right? Like I'm trying to, you, you know, yes. bring myself back to like a normal state of being, um, a harmony, if you will. Yeah, like a more harmonious existence. Um, yes. Because I'm still like kind of feeling the effects of it for sure. Um, this weekend wasn't as restful as I was hoping it would be because my cats were kind of trained to wake up pretty early um, after the last week, so um, they're starting to wean out of it now, but. Um, they were like waking me up very early for a couple of days there. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's annoying for sure. It is. It is. What's going on with you? Well, boot camp's going along, chugging along. It feels like it's going at a breakneck next speed right now. We're at week nine, obviously more than halfway through week nine, and so there's only four weeks left, which is just crazy to think about. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for battle styles. I Got a couple of products in the mail from the Pokemon company, so uh, very thankful for that. Going to be opening those up on the channel at some point in the future. And yeah, life is good. My wife has a job interview down in, uh, well, she's not going anywhere, but it's for a job down in Texas. And so that's kind of exciting. We've, you know, as you know, we've been looking at houses, so that's like just kind of exciting. You know, all these all these things that could happen uh, in the future are pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry, my cat was like screaming for a second there, and she just wanted yeah. To I was like, "Wow, something! Somebody is wailing in the background." <laughs> I was just listening to. I was just listening to a uh, a bird. It's like a ghost bird. It's called the ghost bird colloquially, and it has this hoot that sounds like a wailing person. Yeah, there's a lot of creatures that make like vaguely humanoid kind of screams. You think of like the mountain lions, right? And they. Yeah the screams that they make and my cat if she doesn't know where i am she gets really anxious i guess and starts to cry until like she can figure it out so very cute (laughs) um yeah it is what it is Um, but you mentioned battle styles you mentioned getting that product from pokemon and i am excited as well about battle styles it feels like we've been hyping battle styles up for a long time now so I'm excited to dive into it and take a look at what's going on there. Uh, so let's just 
dive right in head first. Um, so JW and I talked it over. There was some some fighting. There was you know a little bit of brawn involved. <laughs> a but, lot of dissension. Uh, you know, plenty of muscle <laughs> was brought to the table, and you know after we settled our differences, we've come to a agreement on the top ten cards plus one honorable mention. Or battle right. styles. So we wanted to take the cast today and really run through those, give you a sneak peek at what we're thinking with battle styles in terms of the individual cards um, and what kind of potential they have. So JW, why Absolutely. don't you start us off? Well, as with most TCG sets, they're often carried by the trainers and supporters. And I think that this set is no different. Usually you'll see these rankings and they'll be a little bit um underwhelming for some people because they'll say oh come on you guys rated you know these these items really highly like come on now but you look back at it and those are the cards that have the most immediate impact just because they're the most flexible and so our top 10 littered with a bunch of really good items but also some very interesting pokemon as well we start off with a card that is a reprint. There's a few of those reprints in here. Uh, just so good that Pokemon couldn't help themselves, but bring it back. And that is Experience Share. Now, Experience Share, a tool goes on one of your Pokemon, and uh, if it's on the bench and your active gets knocked out, it's going to take all the energy from the active onto that Pokemon. So a really nice card. It obviously has some very... Um, very big synergy in my mind with attackers that need a lot of energy. So immediately I'm thinking something like an amazing rare, right? Where it takes a lot of effort to power it up and then it just gets knocked out and then all that energy leaves. Well, now if you have an experience share, maybe you can start to chain your amazing rares. That's where my mind goes. I don't know that it necessarily makes it competitive, but there's certainly other applications for it. I would even <laughs> think in a deck like uh, welder decks, you know, welder Mewtwo, um, sent to Scorch, those kinds of things that really like to have the energy on board throughout the entirety of the game. That might be a nice little addition there. Yeah, I was thinking as well, like decks that use Boltons would really like it. Um, you know, even Eternatus, I could see it potentially being played. Yeah, that's a really great point, Riley. Um, there just seems to be a lot of applications for the card, and the reason that it wasn't ranked maybe higher in the list is just because we we could see it being that kind of 61st card, right? Like there might just be better cards than uh, the experience share in a lot of lists, but it is so widely applicable. I mean, it could be played in pretty much every deck except maybe Porygon based <laughs> decks where the only energy yeah, is special energy, right? Sure, but it, right. I mean, it, it literally could go in any single deck. Um, and then you also have kind of the, the, the problem of, well, if a lot of people play experience share, then you probably will see a lot of dangerous drills or tool scrappers being teched into decks. So, um, you know, there's kind of that counterbalance too between how good will it be and if it is so good, well, we have a pretty simple counter to the card. So I love Experience Share. I think we'll look for it to make a pretty significant impact. And then, but like I said, you have that counterplay between that and the tool scrapper. Coming in at number 10 starting the list here, is a card that I, I was kind of high on, Riley maybe not so much, but it's Bronzong. And this is another <laughs> card that feels like a very, uh, you know, feels very similar to cards we've seen in the past. Something like Hydreigon, 
from when I started playing, which could move around dark energy with its dark trance ability. Well, it's the same kind of idea. You can move around metal energy, but on a stage one. And I think that's a very crucial point that needs to be made here on the Bronze Song that maybe makes it a little bit different from some of the other energy movers that we've seen in the past. Of course, the stage one that I kind of think of that would come to, I think, a lot of our listeners' minds uh, that has been a very top-tier archetype in both Standard and Expanded since it was released was the um, Aromatis. Aromatis was really nice because you could heal back when it was you know in the expanded format you can play with max potion and things like that uh, so really nice with those big heavy attackers and you can move a bunch of stuff around you can play with the special energies the rainbows and stuff to power up alternate attackers and i think broadsong fits that mold pretty well we have aurora which can be utilized by you know those those tech attackers if you will and we also have just the best metal Pokemon ever printed in the format right now that accelerates energy onto itself. So I'm just looking at Bronzong. I think this has got to be a winner. Yeah, I think Bronzong's decent as well. I just wish there was more healing in format, really. Where's Max yeah, Potion at? that's super fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's super fair. Yeah, the only real healing that we have that's maybe even comparable to a Max Potion is the Hyper Potion, and that forces you to discard energy. And so, like, it forces you to discard right. energy. Not that you can move <laughs> it away, but you, you actually have to discard energy in order to heal. We have Mallow and Lana, but still, you know, you're using a supporter to not even fully heal a Pokemon. So, yeah, it does feel a little bad. Like you mentioned, we are getting that. Uh, it's Olinia. Is that what it is? My goodness. Why did I forget? I, like, it was on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, there's one, but it, it only applies to the evolved pokemon when you play it as a supporter so um yeah certainly not many of the healing cards that we would cheryl my bad okay cheryl, that's what i thought course. it was yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no i was like it's it's a girl uh and then i was like thinking alina 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 i believe anyway, <laughs> yeah alina. Cheryl, yes, <laughs> like only on an evolution pokemon does yeah. cheryl work so a little bit awkward if you're trying to play it with the more basic focus builds that center around zashin and the various tech attackers you can play with Aurora. I will say though, like there is a lot of metal Excel in the format and Aurora mm -hmm. Energy also in format. So I'm interested to see what avenues Bronzong opens up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in the theme of searching and manipulation, I wanted to hit on our next two picks kind of in tandem here. Uh, so at number nine, we have Houndoom, the single strike Houndoom. So Single Strike Houndoom, honestly, this is a really, really powerful card. Um, and I think the only reason that a lot of the Single Strike cards aren't ranked higher is just because the Single Strike archetype isn't all the way there. The support cards for Single Strike are really, really good. Um, the Single good. Strike Pokemon are a little bit lacking, in my opinion. Um, that said, so the Houndoom... What it does is once per turn, you may attach a single strike energy from your deck to one of your single strike Pokemon, and at the cost of having to put two damage counters on that Pokemon. Um, so really not an egregious cost for such a powerful effect, and the single strike energy we'll touch on later is also incredibly powerful. Um, that level of acceleration is pretty difficult to find, especially in current format. So Houndoom really offers a lot to your deck. Um, Everything good there, JW? Yeah, no, I'm just looking at... I'm trying to remember the card that this is representative <laughs> of. 
And I was looking up, uh, it, it's kind of like Dark Electrode. That was the card that comes to mind, but I think yeah. there's actually, there's a better card, I believe, uh, from the, the kind of like Magma series. But yeah, searching the the energy out of the deck. Yeah. Dark Electrode attaches it to itself. The Houndoom, you can attach it to other places. So uh, I was trying to I was trying to remember exactly what I card. I feel like I feel like there is some kind of card this is very similar to. Um yeah. where you like put damage counters and it's not I'm not I, thinking I of Blastoise. <laughs> I believe it's Team Magma's Claydol. I wouldn't know. I don't know anything about Team Magma cards. Um something like that, yeah, yeah. Regardless though, Houndoom it's just oh, it's moved. it's yeah. held back by <laughs> the the training weights of being for single strike. Yes. Um, so um, building off of that, we have kind of the rapid strike equivalent of that. And really, we see the thematic like tones of single and rapid strike emphasized really well in these Pokemon. Um, so Octillery, we have as number eight. Um, it performs a similar role as Houndoom, being a stage one support Pokemon. Or the single or rapid strike archetype um but artillery is more around like utility or an overall like general usefulness um so instead of being explosive like houndoom and throwing energy onto your board artillery lets you consistently grab single strike cards out of your deck so once per turn you can use artillery to grab a single strike card out of your deck and put it into your hand or, 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 or rapid, rapid strike. strike sorry thank you yep. um so uh Generally, what we're seeing is that rapid strike is more based around like consistency and you know maneuvering around your opponent, whereas single strike is more about being explosive and trying to get big okos, um, maybe for a cost. Um, and generally, what I find is that those consistent strategies, um, as long as they have respectable output, will tend to be a little bit better. Um, so artillery we have is a little bit higher, and it has more versatility as well. So um, you're not limited to just grabbing that rapid strike energy with artillery. You can get things like your your Vs and your V maxes. You can get your stadium cards. You can get your item cards. Um, so there's just so much you can do with that. That's really it's honestly impressive, like the amount of cards you can just grab for free. You know, artillery. Riley, one could say it has a lot of versatility. I, you know, it's like I almost jumbled my words and said that. <laughs> so I, I really do think, though, I think if the single strike cards were better, that Houndoom would be a higher ranked card than Octillery. Sure. Because um, sure. I think it's more powerful. But um, Octillery just has so much more going for it as the, the cards that exist in the pool currently go. And you kind of see that yeah. theme as we go through like any single and rapid strike card. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Right now, certainly the edge seems to favor the Rapid Strike, but as they keep printing more sets, I mean, this is not going to be the only set with this mechanic. So as we see more cards, you know, presumably there might be uh, more of a balance struck between the two types. So great, that's a good overview of those two cards. Coming in at number seven is a very interesting trainer card. Again, something that we, you know, have kind of seen before but not maybe in this exact flavor so it's a little bit of a new use for this card and that is the fan of waves now fan of waves or billowing fan as it's uh, translated here on poke beach is an item card that is rapid strike uh, return a special energy card attached to one of your opponent's pokemon to the bottom of your opponent's deck so very similar to, you know, things like Enhanced Hammer of the past. Um, 
and yeah just a very cool card that has a little bit of a different use i mean there might actually be a reason to use enhanced hammer versus billowing fan or fan of waves like there's actually um a reason to use one of the two cards so i i think that that's really cool that it has a similar effect but it's not exactly the same to give players a little bit more uh deck building uh advantage or, or or deck building choice when trying to decide what they should include do you have any use cases in mind where you would rather have fan of waves if you had both available to you um it would be like putting putting just putting cards that are bad into your opponent's deck um maybe you use a billowing fan and then you are going to end them right so now they have an energy in their deck that maybe is not an out to winning the game or something like that would be that would be a, a use case for that absolutely that makes so, sense and i'd also call yeah. out like energy denial is so important in this format um you know people continually will talk about those crushing hammers um and special energy is also really important in this format um, i'm i'm also yeah i'm also thinking too uh with the billowing fan just having like let's say it's the late game and you billowing fan and your opponent you know and you're going to marnie right and you can force your opponent to draw into the energy that they you know that you put back into the bottom of the deck so now you're essentially controlling you know one of those cards that they draw that could be another you know yeah use absolutely. for that card for sure yeah, paired with like another disruption card, you can kind of like control their hand a little bit. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of the card. I think it'll definitely see play, especially I've noticed a lot recently in uptick in people using capture energy as like a consistency engine while also getting an energy attachment. Um, and this kind of punishes that, right? So like if you capture energy, you're Eternatus, um, then you open yourself up to being billowing fanned. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a really good point. It's it is one of those things that, you know, it should see significant play, right? It's just that good. There are a lot of really nice special energy. You think about the speed lightnings, the capture, like you mentioned. You think about the you know, single and rapid strike energies. Uh you think about the heat fire, you think about the coating metal. I mean, the list pretty much goes on. And just to have the option to get rid of it in a way that's consistent, right? I think people look at crushing hammer as being a little bit unfair because it's not that consistent disruption and so we have it everyone has use uh has has this card available to them and so you can play around it or or not right or you can get punished by it absolutely i see a question in the chat that i'd like to get to before we get to our next card i said kc hawk asks do you see it cutting into hammer slots in most decks um i could see it maybe i think where it'll see the most use is either in addition to or for decks that can't really afford to play that full crushing hammer suite. Um, you can play billowing fan um, to get a leg up on decks that use those special energy. Um, so if you're only so I guess the point I'm getting at is if you're only using crushing hammer to be ADP, um, you still need the crushing hammers, right? Like billowing fan won't get you there versus ADP. Um, if you're trying to do it to disrupt other decks in the format and maybe you're just looking to get like one or two cards to get that disruption. Building fan is really good for that slot. Yeah, great point. Great point. Um, let's talk about our next card, though. And JW, you just referenced it. So a great pair with the billowing fan is number six, and we paired some cards into this one. And that's going to be it's the single. We kind of cheated because we had a lot we wanted to say. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be the that's single always. strike and the rapid strike energy. Um, if I had to rank them, I would say the single strike energy in a vacuum is a better card. Um, yeah. 
but we don't live in a vacuum so i would say the rapid strike energy is a better card <laughs> in practice yeah. um yeah so let's go through each of them though so single strike energy it's basically a strong energy except it performs the role of being both a fighting and a dark energy um, so you see the single strike pokemon are really congregating as being fighting and dark types um, and so this allows you to power up those variety of attackers um, again matching kind of like the urshifu um, having the dark and the water evolution branches um, so you have that like dual power up option and it does the 20 more damage which is insane i mean those I mean, just think about how good Strong Energy was in its day. I mean, Buzzwell really, really loved that card, I'll tell you that much. Um, yep. So this is really big for single-strike Pokemon that want to get that extra damage output. Because um, what we're seeing is the single-strike Pokemon really want to get Okos, and things like the single-strike Urshifu VMAX don't all the way get there on their own. Uh, so having additional modifiers like that energy will be super important. Uh, the Rapid Strike energy, on the other hand, uh, is kind of like the theme goes it's more about like getting consistent versatile options so it provides two energy um and it's either a fighting energy or a water energy so yep. um allows you to power up a variety of attackers and allows you to power them up quickly um yep. and we'll see this be really important with some of our later cards particularly the urshifu v max for the rapid strike archetype um, but really it's just such a strong card i mean you've seen Double colorless throughout the ages be an incredibly powerful card. Um, this one is searchable with Octillery, uh, so you can very reliably get it out of your deck, and it powers things up pretty much right away. So just slam this on a Rapidstrike Pokemon, and usually they're pretty much ready to go after that. Maybe like one more attachment necessary from there. Um, so honestly, both of these energy cards are really impressive. It's hard to say in a vacuum which one is actually better than the other. You could definitely make arguments either way. Um, and that's kind of we wanted we wanted to lump them together because they fulfill very similar roles for their archetypes and they're both just really really good yeah Bradley, i think you hit the nail on the head it's it's really cool we've seen pretty much with with most of these cards that pokemon is kind of bringing back old concepts but in a new way and that's exactly what they've done here i like the versatility of the rapid strike being able to power up like you said a lot of different pokemon very quickly but then the damage output is just a classic effect that is just really good to have it's just always nice to and be it's so to fun that it's damage. so fun and, to stack it's them fun <laughs> and it stacks you know so if you're getting four of those bad boys <laughs> down on you know an urshifu v max like you're hitting for so much you know it just gets ridiculous <laughs> and you quickly, slam the so. supporter as well like there's nothing more satisfying yeah. than like having some crazy damage combo yeah that's right absolutely so i'm really looking forward to these couple of cards but let's take a little bit of a break here riley I know we want to get into the card of the day, and I also wanted to talk about some of the cards that didn't make our list that think maybe have a shot at, at being played or or at least are on our radar as being on the some cusp of, more of fun greatness. Cards. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or or yeah, being some of the more fun cards in this. Yeah, game. which is also greatness in of itself, I would argue. That's true. Um, That's true. So for yeah, so I know you all are waiting in eager anticipation for the top five, but. I wanted to take a second and do a card of the day. Um, and so in the spirit of our battle styles styled cast, um, I wanted to choose a battle styles card. And the choice for me was obvious. Uh, and that was Empoleon V. Um, so Empoleon V, when it was first revealed, it was one of the most like insane 
kind of reveal moments ever for me because uh, they had finally come up with the term like the rule term to describe these special pokemon um that being rule box pokemon so for the unaware empoleon v uh, when it's in the active position it blocks abilities on any rule box pokemon um, so that includes your GXs, that includes your Vs, your Vmaxes, includes Prism Stars, it includes Breaks, um, anything that has that little rule box on it. Um, and so um, that's just so cool because I feel like I've been saying forever we need some way to categorize these Pokemon generically um, without having to, you know, reach back all the way to EXs to, to future Purifier cards. And this is exactly the way to do that. Um, so having the term itself was really cool, but then Empoleon takes it to the next level because it's secret rare art is so good. It's such a cool looking card. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, JW? Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, talk, talk to us a little bit about it. Yeah, so uh, Empoleon is also a rapid strike card, um, and he has a secret rare art um, where he's just joined in by all of his rapid strike buddies. So you got Octillery, you got um, Mian Xiao, I think it is, with him. And it's just a good old time they're having. <laughs> so, it's just such a beautiful card. I love I love when Pokemon cards like incorporate other Pokemon um, in a non-tag team kind of way. <laughs> um, like they're just part of the art and part of the story of the card. Um, and I feel like the Empoleon Secret Rare art kind of like ties together the story of like all these like um, kung fu warrior rapid strike pokemon like training together and getting ready for their next situation um sure so it's just i love the fact they introduced rule box i love the card i love the arts on it empoleon is a fan favorite um you know evolving from piplup who's one of the most popular starters i'm pretty sure um so just a they knocked it out of the park i like it that's great that's that's really cool yeah i can't wait to see where pokemon takes this rule box idea was again something that I was extremely excited about as well when they first revealed it. And it opens up just a wide world of possibilities. And it just was so awkward to have to say, oh, it, you know, includes GX, EX, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the kitchen sink, you know, it just made it so that we could understand what they meant, like these special cards, right? Because that's all they were, right? The, the two prize Pokemon, <laughs> the three prize Pokemon. But now it just says rule box and it makes everything nice and clean. So I love that. Absolutely. So JW, what are your what are some of your standout cards? What are some of the fun cards that you're looking at? Well, there's a number of them. There's a number <laughs> of them. I think that there's there's one in particular that stands out to me as being potentially better and expanded than in standard, just considering the card pool, and that is the Orbeetle. The Orbeetle uh, from this battle. <laughs> You've been on set. this Orbeetle grind too. I, I know, I know. I brought it up before, but. Just being able to to Evo control, you can you can attach uh, you know energy and then and pull up Pokemon out of your deck, uh, stage two Pokemon for every energy that you have attached. So really interesting. I mean, that is a card that we've seen in the expanded format in the form of Cradilly, but the only real way to get out Cradilly was to evolve it through Ditto because the rare the fossil mechanic isn't really that good and is kind of spotty uh, with the different fossils and expanded. So Orbeetle, you can actually just get it out through normal evolution rules and still has that evil control attack. Costs not a colored energy, costs just 
a uh, colorless energy. And that also <laughs> opens it up to being powered up with the, you know, triple Excel, twin, uh, double colorless, like many other options there as well in terms of powering it up. And you can get, you know, multiple Pokemon out with those multi energy. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's always really fun to see what kind of combos people can think of with you know, three or four stage twos into play that are all different. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, stage twos are some of the most fun Pokemon, and it's always nice when you see the game developers maybe maybe going in a different route with the entirety of the game, but at least opening up the possibility of some kind of alternate uh, way to play. And that is, you know, now it's pretty basic and stage one heavy, but maybe there's something that comes along that maybe there's some stage two that makes uh, Orbeetle and thus stage twos viable. <laughs> the chosen one. That's right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. What else jumps Any out cards? at you? Oh, what else jumps out at me? Oh, I mean, well, I, can, I, really I like... could talk about one that jumps out at me. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I want to talk more. I want to talk okay. more. For sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, one card that I think was uh, pretty interesting that was actually suggested to me by my good friend Blake was the Flapple. And I said, oh, Flapple, the, the VMAX, you know, it's probably not going to be very good. You know, it only does damage based on how much HP it has left. And he's like, no, 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 the V. So Flapple V is a card that you, you, you know, attack for a grass and it causes your opponent to need two more energy in order to attack on their next turn. And I was just thinking about how applicable this might be to some kind of stall deck, like how much they would want a card like this to, you know, not necessarily do the damage, but to have that effect of the attack. So Flapple V is something that I'm certainly looking at with that sour saliva, sour saliva attack as being something that immediately would be useful to any kind of stall deck in our current format. Absolutely. Love to see that. You know, one card that I actually think is really interesting is the um, is the Rain Dance Cherim. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, having the Rain Dance on a stage one is obviously good. Um, it's and I like how it's restricted on rule boxes because I like that they're using the rule outside of Empoleon because it means that yes. they're they're setting the precedent that you can put this on other cards. Um, yes. So the Cherim, I don't know if it'll be immediately useful because I don't think there's like a lot to do with it yet. Um, and like you have the option of um, of using the super growth on a uh, a Rillaboom and just accelerating grass that way. Um, but the fact that they're using the rule again, have a cool card to do it. I just I like that. I like that they're trying. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Cherim, of course, you can power it up. I think what they were trying to go for in this set with the uh, with the Cherim is that Bulu, the Tampa Bulu, where you discard an energy uh, to do extra damage. So they were clearly kind of thinking with those two in mind, I think, trying to give, you know, a, 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 an introductory deck to, to players. So very cool there. Um, speaking of grass Pokemon, we've, we've kind of been on a kick. Durant comes back. <laughs> yeah we're talking about a lot of reprints and and we're getting maybe the funnest kind of and level ball uh, to go with it and level ball to go with it you know we get one of the funnest archetypes in the history of the game back in durant i don't think that there's a single person that would ever say that they didn't like durant unless they played in the format that durant was 
um, a factor. Uh, so Durant <laughs> coming back has that devour. I don't think attack. anyone would say they don't like Durant unless they played with or against Durant, basically. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It was a horrible <laughs> card to play against for sure back in the day. You just felt so <laughs> helpless. And the ease with which they could do it, because back when I played, uh, back when Durant was a thing, they had a lot more tools available. One of the big ones was Revive. So it would just get that Pokemon right from the discard pile back to the bench. Like you wouldn't have to shuffle it into the deck and then try to find it again. No, you just played Revive, you got it right back onto the bench, and you were, you know, discarding four over and over. And there were also ways to search the prizes, switch out your prize cards with the Rotom. So you didn't even have to worry that much. I mean, you, you did have to worry, but you didn't have to worry that much about what you prized. And man, it was just, yeah, that was a, that was a dangerous, dangerous archetype back in the day. I think we look at it right now. We don't quite have the tools that it used to have. So it, it gets neutered a little bit by that reusability of Pokemon. Like I talked about having to shuffle it into your deck and then find it again can be a little bit of a strain, especially when you have to do it every single turn. Uh, and there's just not that great of, you know, you have to find the twin energies every single turn. So the devour attack on the original Durant, you could do it for one metal. And now you can only do it with, well, you could attach twice, but obviously the name of the game is speed when you're trying to mill the opponent out. So finding those twin energies <laughs> is going to be a real big hurdle for the deck. Yeah, for sure. But it's cool to see it at the very least. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I, uh, I also want to give a shout out to to Phoebe. Um, I don't think it's like a phenomenal card, but it's one of those cards that I feel like people will throw into their decks. Um, you know, giving those VMAX Pokemon the ability to pierce through any effects. Um, you know, you've seen this kind of effect be used with stuff like uh, Ultra Force Cartonvoy was used with the uh, I, I don't know exactly what to call it, but like the the Guzzlord Naganadel. Um, this Magus deck um, where you just accelerate with Beast Rings and then you had Ultra Forest Cartonvoy to get through um, the Keldeos. Uh, this is kind of like a similar idea where if you play like a couple Cynthia and Caitlyn, you could use this to pierce through like Decidueyes or um, even like Zamazenta. Yeah, that's a really great point. And I love that from the card design perspective of just having these cards that aren't necessarily the most useful like they probably won't be played in in high counts at any point of their lifetime but at <laughs> least they exist at least there's that option for people to play it in their deck they at least have the choice to do it and i think that's that's a great thing so why don't we head back into the top 10 so we are on number five so there are only five cards left in our top 10 number five is pokemon that is 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 one we already have one that evolves from a pokemon that we already have and and makes it way way better way more versatile that is victini vmax so victini vmax i was telling riley before the cast i was like hey man we got to get this card on the top 10 because this thing is just destroying over in taiwan now they have a different system their 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 card pool is a little bit different than ours but it's still doing particularly well over there and i think that um you look at the vmax and you look at the attacks and it makes a little bit more sense so victini vmax 310 hp spreading flames attack exactly the same <laughs> as the victini v the basic 
uh, but it costs a colorless instead of a fire. Attach up to three fire. Does spreading flames already cost a, a colorless, or is it? I thought it was colorless cost, but you can only accelerate fire already. Oh, oh, okay. Perhaps it's exactly the same. Then I misspoke. Uh, but accelerate three energy, three fire energy from your discard pile to your Pokemon in any way you like, and then it has a victory max attack. Hundred damage, little underwhelming, but if your opponent's active as a Pokemon V, then this attack does 120 more damage. So if we look at this card in the context of current format, it seems good, but maybe not overwhelmingly good, just because we have a lot of GX attackers still. You know, you think about ADP, you think about Pikachu and Zekrom, uh, there's still plenty of GX Pokemon out there. And so that Victory Max is going to be super underwhelming against those. But you also think about how many V Pokemon there are and how many V Max Pokemon there are. And this thing is one-shotting the likes of Zacian. It's one-shotting a lot of the basic V Pokemon. So things like Colossal and Eternatus. And just generally seems like it can put a lot of pressure on very early. And in doing so, can really out-trade with these big V and V Max decks. Yeah, and I think what really sold me on this is the fact that it evolves from a really good V. Um, so the Victini V with the same spreading flames attack, um, as well as uh, I forget the name of the attack for just, man, my brain is failing me today, but um, it does 30 yeah. times the amount of energy attached to both Pokemon, um, which that can really add up. So whereas the Victini V Max would only hit a Picaram for 100, um, pretty much no matter what, the Victini V, on the other hand, which still has like a decent chunk of HP. It has 190, which for Picaram can sometimes be tough to get over. Um, yep. You know, you're still hitting for 150 at the minimum against the Picaram there um, with five yep. energy across both Pokemon. Yeah, like you said there, that, that Spreading Flames attack, very good on the Victini V. Colorless is correct there. Uh, but the Energy Burst. Energy burst. There's the attack name. Uh, 30 <laughs> times, right? You're doing 30 times for each energy. So if you're not maybe swinging for big damage with the Victini VMAX, maybe there's the route that you go with the Victini V. Yeah, and like maybe Victini V can plow through Zombazentas. Um, right. And yeah, exactly. And maybe it's even better than going in with the Victini VMAX. Another thing that you could possibly do with a lot of these VMAXs that I really like um, how they've kind of uh, created these Pokemon is just like they have the, we have memory capsule available to us. So maybe there's a way with the Victini VMAX archetype to include one, maybe two of the memory capsule. And then all of a sudden you can go ahead and energy burst, you know, maybe late game, right? You're building up a giant Victini VMAX to try to one shot things with energy burst. So just something to consider another little flavor that you could add to this deck. Got a memory capsule, your Victini VMAX, so you can use spreading flames from your Victini V. <laughs> Oh, that would be a pretty epic move. Yeah, epic gamer moment for sure. I think one other thing that I want to call out just before we wrap up with Victini VMAX is, so the question that comes up is why would you play this over a Scorch, right? Uh, the other like big fire deck. I think the reason that you could argue for Victini VMAX over Scorch is the low attack costs and low maintenance of the deck. Um, so between Spreading Flames and the two energy attack costs, um, you don't need to hit a welder within your first two turns to be doing that respectable damage. You know, assuming your energy doesn't get hammered, you can just attach, attach evolve, and you're already doing your damage um, up to 220 without having to do any other additional maintenance. Um, so that lets you play like a higher count of research and stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. It it maybe opens the door for, you know, Send a Scorch does try to play some disruption cards. You know, some Send a Scorches will play, you know, up to two reset stamp. Some Send a Scorches will play the Giratina, but those always feel like like they could be cut at any moment. You know, those always feel like kind of the on the fringe of necessary cards. But with Victini VMAX, like you said, um, having the energy excel on the Pokemon is really nice. Cuts out the need for something like Volcanion, um, or or at least lessens the need for something like Volcanion. And then gives you the option to uh, to not have to rely on Welder, thereby opening those slots to be used for many different things. You could go more of a disruption focus. Crushing Hammer comes to mind. You could go more of just straight consistency, play for Victini, for the VMAX, you know, for research, and just go in like that. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you could potentially play this archetype, and that's because you're not reliant on the Welder strategy. And it makes more rotation-proof, which is awesome. Um. That is awesome. So let's go into our next card, though. I feel like we keep harping on Victini if you let us have the opportunity to. Um, so number four on our list is another reprint, and that is going to be Level Ball. Um, so this is a card a lot of people are big fans of, myself included. Uh, it lets you grab for free any 90 HP or less Pokemon, uh, which is just such a good effect, especially for evolving decks or like little attacking basic kind of decks. So things yeah. like Spiritomb really enjoy level ball. Um, it's just such a good card. It's such a well-designed card, in my opinion. So it's really good to see it come back. I think we've been seeing some of these like more basic evolve up kind of decks struggle um, because they don't have access to like a quick evolution mechanism. Um, and or like a quick way to get their basics on the board is just like a huge part of it. Quick ball is great. That's a really good card, um, but that's only one. <laughs> it's only one search card. Where usually these these decks will run quite a few. Um, yeah. So being able to pluck your basics out of your deck is so awesome. Um, Free search is something that these setup decks have needed for a long time. They have tried to get around it with capture energy, but it's just not the same. You know, there there are a lot of times where it, it makes more sense to have a level ball. There are there are some times where it makes more sense to have a capture energy, but just having more options makes these decks more viable. Now, is that to say that now that level ball is on the scene, like all of these setup decks and all of these you know kind of littler uh, decks are, are are you know going to see you know tier one be tier one threats? No, that's definitely not saying that. But just having that option is. A step in the right direction. I can Absolutely. tell you though, my my Charizard deck is ready to use level ball to grab those Charmanders, to grab those Jirachis. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's jump into our next card though, JW. Also a reprint. Yes, also, I mean, I feel like that's the theme, right? It seems like they are bringing a lot of these cards back to the V format, uh, the V block, as it were. And that's a good thing. I think Pokemon knows what they're doing in the sense that um, they have these cards that have been good for a long time. They've seen play over the entirety of their lifetime, and, and they're just wholesome, solid cards that aren't too broken uh, one way or the other. So that next card, number three on our list, is Escape Rope. Now, this... Ray card in the, what, team-up uh, format before rotation, where we could use it with Jirachi and, you know, use that as another kind of out to moving the Jirachi. Now, of course, we have Scoop-Up Net, but 
I think escape rope is really nice as it fulfills that kind of pseudo gust effect while also providing a switch effect. And that's something that I think a lot of decks right now actually want. I look at a deck like ADP as maybe wanting over the air balloon those um, escape ropes. Not only can it get something out of a paralysis lock that is so common against a deck like Pikaram, but it can push your opponent's active Pokemon, which is usually an attacker, to the bench and maybe bring up a more favorable uh, thing to swing into. So I really like escape rope a lot. I think it for a number of decks probably takes over the slots that um, that air balloons occupy currently and may even cut into the switch counts that people are playing. Yeah, I think decks that play Zacian especially are really going to like escape rope. Um, mostly because there's not too many Pokemon that really want to take a hit from a Zacian. Um, and usually if you're playing as a Zacian, you'll, t- you'll throw the Pokemon who can take the hit active. <laughs> and the ones yeah. who can't take a hit will all be on the bench, populating your bench. Um, and this allows them to draw with Professor's Research while still getting one of those little bench suckers up into the active position. Um, I mean, you think about Pikaram, especially, like, you know, usually you'll have, like, one tanky boy in the active, and, yeah. you know, your populated bench of <laughs> two prizers. Yeah, um, sure. So that's pretty scary. Um, there's also a card coming up later in the top 10 that will definitely appreciate escape route yes absolutely any kind of effects that need to be reset um, are always going to love more switching outs and right now the only way to switch out the v pokemon is with switch or with malo and lana i I'm, i'm struggling to think if there's another one but those are the two that immediately come to mind certainly the most playable that you'll see in any given archetype so it's really great to have just even more options so With that said, let's bring it to card number two. Riley, take it away. Yeah, card number two. So this card, I ought to say, also synergizes with Escape Rope, um, and that's going to be Cricketune V. Uh, So Cricketune V, it has an ability which harkens back to a huge fan favorite in the Instruct Orangaroo. Uh, So Cricketune will allow you to draw up to three cards in your hand, Unless your Krikatoon is in the active position, winking at escape rope, um, you can drop to four, which now you can't use multiple Krikatoons in a turn, so it's not quite as abusable as Instructor Rangaroo. But that's still such a good effect, like being able to help stamp proof yourself, especially for decks that have a lot of burnable cards. And, you know, you think of like your mad parties, you think of um, like your ADPs, where you're just like really plowing through your deck. Um, this is like a great bench sitter, something you can promote after a knockout and just draw that extra card. Um, you can escape rope into it with decks that are playing escape rope and then just retreat out of it. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this card. I was like, when I was building the top 10 on my personal list before we started comparing, I was really debating putting this at number one because uh, I think this is something that we'll see a lot of play. Yeah, it's really interesting that we have this card as as good as it is, but it does feel to certainly to me and and i mean it sounds like to you that it is one of those kind of auto includes in a lot of decks you know it's similar uh if not directly comparable to something like a crobat uh potentially a dedene although i think the dene's effect is is significantly better but uh, something like a crobat something like an eldegoss just to give you that that extra draw that every deck wants so certainly a great card um, and yeah. yeah, I think you, you backed it up well with, with your explanation as to why we put it so high in our top 10. 
yeah, I just I think there's just two things that are, or maybe not two, but a couple of things missing that Instructor Angry had. Obviously, Instructor Angry had a really great attack with Psychic um, to deal with kind of those um, multi-prize blocking Pokemon like Hoopa. Uh, Krikatoon won't really help you there. Um, Krikatoon is also a multi-prize Pokemon itself, so it's a little more liability, and you can't spam them like you could with the Ranguru. Yeah. I would also say, like, these days, this is, like, the one other thing that I think really kept me from putting Krikatoon higher, is uh, I think hands are a little more clogged these days than maybe they were in some previous formats, you know, with Ultra Ball and stuff like that. Um, So it's a little bit harder to, like, really get the effect off, uh, like, repeatedly throughout the game. Um, sure. But it's still so good. That effect is really great. Yeah, sure, sure. And it's definitely one of those cards that, you know, in the future as well, like, it, it's only going to get better with the rotation of cards like Oracorio. Um, yep. You know, we're going to want these kinds of things at the late game where we can draw our hand back up. And so, yeah, absolutely. One of those cards that is good now, probably even better in the future. Absolutely. So, JW, take us home, man. Dude, let's do it. Well, this is probably no surprise to uh, <laughs> to any of you, but the the Urshifus are the cards that are, you know, emblematic of the battle style. And here at number one, our favorite card from this new set is Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX. Now, Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX, 330 HP, fighting-type Pokemon with a Gale Thrust attack. If this Pokemon moved from your bench to the active spot... The attack does 120 more damage. Riley, what card do you love and do I love that does this remind you of? It's got to be Glycopod, man. Glycopod GX. It's GX, exactly. And then it also has a very strong secondary attack. G-Max Rapid Flow. Discard all energy from this Pokemon. Pretty big drawback, but again, you're attacking for one energy on that first attack. This attack does 120 damage to two of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So you're sniping, you're setting things up, or maybe your opponent has retreated something that had been Gale thrusted into earlier, and you're going to knock that out with a G-Max, or at least set it up to be knocked it out later with a G-Max Rapid Flow. So I love this card. A lot of versatility, a lot of different things that you can do, and it comes in at number one on our list. Yeah, I mean, what's left to say? The card is phenomenal. You know, I just wish you had Guzma. <laughs> That's right. Yes, Guzma probably takes this thing over the over the top for sure. Um, are there any synergies outside of maybe the escape rope that you would play Urshifu with or any cards that you look at that are currently in format that you really like as a partner with Urshifu? Yeah, um, I mean, I think the key with Urshifu is finding like a good pivot, right? Like something that, you know, works well with your Urshifu. Um, so immediately something that comes to mind is like the the amazing rare Jirachi is like a great option to continue to draw cards. Um, Krikatoon and Jirachi kind of fulfill that similar niche, but Jirachi allows you to stack your hand up. Um, I would also be interested to see like what kind of engines people pull off with Urshifu. Um, I could see like a tag call, like healing kind of engine potentially being successful um, where you like have some Malalanas and Cynthia and Caitlyn's to, you know, accentuate your urshifu but really i think the card is so simple in of itself um you just have to somehow get it to the active um that you can find a lot of different ways to play it and you saw that with glycopod as well like you saw it played with garbador you saw it being played as like a tech and rainbow energy decks um yep. and you saw it played obviously with zorark 
Um, no, the one thing I wish is that there was Acerola, but Acerola is just such a ridiculously broken card, so <laughs> it's probably <laughs> sure, for the best. Sure. <laughs> now, this Gale Thrust attack, if you fulfill the condition of moving the Rapid Strike or Shifu from the bench to the active, does 150 damage. So are there any cards that you look to pair Urshifu with to, you know, be able to ensure that you're two-shotting V-Maxes? Yeah, I guess I haven't thought about it, like, too much directly. I mean, you have obvious contenders, like your Vitality Bands, to get you to 160, which, you know, hit 160 twice, and that will KO most V-Maxes. Um, and obviously, like, you'll knock out your um, your Eternatus to KO no matter what. <laughs> um yeah, to be honest, I guess I haven't thought about like the the different accelerants or pairs to be used with Urshifu too in depth. I mean, do you have something in mind when you ask that? No, no, I was just thinking Vitality Band. Of course, you have something like Zigzagoon. I um, think that those are you know some of the options that you could choose. The other thing that I was thinking about with I mean, this you could deck... play with like a a Slowbro, a Glarian Slowbro V Mat V. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, that's certainly an option. The other thing that I was thinking, and it and it kind of brings in uh, not to not to bring in another card that we didn't talk about, but um, there is also the the whirlpool scroll rapid strike item that can go on to this Pokemon that does thirty damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. So that could be another option to just like do that little softening <laughs> up, and then hit them a couple of times, and then maybe even throw in a snipe or two. So. Just some some options there for you as you're as you're thinking about how to play this card. Yeah, I mean, there's so many options that open up, and the Rapid Strike, uh, you know, it's been the theme throughout the entire top ten that Rapid Strike has like a whole toolbox available to it. Uh, it's really versatile in what its options are, and Urshifu definitely like fits into that mold as well. Um, yep. And honestly, like I, I do want to say, like even though Single Strike Urshifu V Max didn't make it on this list, it's still a pretty cool card. Um, you know, you can get a couple Hound Dooms out and start swinging for one hit KOs on V Maxes. So I mean, there's there's a lot of cool cards that we didn't mention. The Corviknight uh, is something that comes to my mind. You got things like the uh, Mimikyu V. I do. I do like Mimikyu V. Cool, <laughs> you know, you got things like Tapu Koko V Max. I'm a personal. I fan do like of Tapu Koko V Max as well. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that we certainly left off. These are the top 10 that we think are going to be the most impactful uh, over their lifetime. And so we hope you enjoyed this breakdown of battle styles. Really excited for this new set. And yeah, can't wait to can't wait to get the cards in our hands and start playing with them. Absolutely. I'm excited to see the meta shake up. I think this is going to be a significantly a larger change as opposed to vivid voltage um yeah so very excited to see what that looks like um and these cards are honestly just really cool i really like the uh the kind of the themes they're going for yeah absolutely i think there will be a lot of new things for players to explore and a lot of new combos for players to choose from and that more choice makes for a better game and i'm, I'm really happy that battle styles is coming out when it did absolutely so we hope you enjoyed we hope that you check out battle styles when it comes out be sure to check out full group games and full group codes if you're interested in any of that and to buster in chat asking if we're ever going to change our name from tag team to the next mechanic uh we will be tag team forever um we'll, we will never be the v union podcast <laughs> <laughs> That would be kind of funny, though. Maybe an April Fool's uh, day 
<laughs> that, could, that could be funny. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I don't think it'll be this April Fool's because vegans won't be out yet. But That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, something to keep in mind. Again, we appreciate all your listenership. Be sure to rate and review if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check us out on all of our social media. Uh, you got JW here on Twitch at Flex Daddy Righteous on Twitch. And we got our Twitters as well. That's Tag Team Pokemon, Smouth of Riles, and Real John Walter. You all are the best, the most loyal, awesome Pokemon community out there. And we will catch you next time. Peace. See ya.